just a person we can start. Thank, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, uh, good morning, honourable members, uh, support staff, um, members of the public who have joined us, members of the media. Uh, today we we are meeting uh, <coughs> SASREA, South African Special Risk Insurance Association. Uh, who are going to be briefing the committee on the second adjustment appropriation bill. Welcome, Sasria. Um, introduce yourselves. I'm not sure whether the, the chair of the board is, is, is around and this, the CEO, please introduce your, your team when you come in. But you are, you are, you are most welcome to, to the meeting of the Standing Committee on Appropriation. Your input is going to help us uh, to better understand what is happening around the second adjust adjustment appropriation bill, and then uh, we'll also be interacting with your good selves. Um, Thank before, you. Yeah, you are most welcome, all of you. Um, Darren, Sir. Do, we, do we have any apologies? Yes, sir, person, uh, we received an apology from Ms. Blanquini, she's not well. And then Ms. Peters uh, sent me an email. She said that she needs to leave the meeting early because she has to she has an appointment with an eye specialist. Okay. Uh, that's it, It's fine. Thank, thank, thank you so much. Um, Sastra Leadership, you'll introduce yourselves. Um, I think we'll, we'll give you 30 minutes to go through your, your, your presentation. Maximum, you don't need to take all of it, but we'll give you 30 minutes. And then after that, the oral members will make comments and they'll ask questions. As they do that, you'll note the questions and then you answer all the questions uh, once the oral members have finished with their uh, uh, questions. Okay. So yeah. to you, uh, Sasria, as I said, the leadership will introduce itself and then uh, start with the presentation right away. Thank you, Chair. Uh my name is Khodisa Mokanyani. I'm Deputy Chair of SASREA. Um, today, we are honored to be here to present to you and Parliament. Um, I'll hand over to the CEO of SASREA. Thank yes. you. Okay, Khodiso. Um, okay, that's, 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 that's fine, ma'am. Uh, CEO, can you please uh, make sure that you have put your, 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 video, your video on? Communications always insist that uh, they would like our videos to be on. CEO. Good, good morning, good morning, Chair, and good morning to the honorable members of your committee. My name is Mpumikikwe. I'm the incoming CEO of SASRIA. Please uh, proceed. Proceed. We you'll only bring the, the meeting back to me once we are we are, we are done. You are most welcome. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the, the presentation uh, will run with it. Uh, who is able to share the presentation? Erin, must I share it well, from my side? From your side, uh, CEO, and the uh, Homoto is available to do that now. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Let me just. Uh, my apologies. Let me just go to the uh, presentation then. Okay. 
My apologies, chat. Perfect. It is on the screen, CEO. Oh, thank it you. It is being shared by Homoto from our side. Oh, my apologies then. Let me yeah. just... Uh... Are okay. You able uh, to sit on your screen. Yes, I am okay, able. Okay, thanks, Zio. I am sir. able. I am able to sit on my screen. Yeah. Uh, uh, honourable members, it it is a great pleasure for me to uh, to share this presentation with you. Uh, basically, if you can move on, uh, the, there is the outline of the presentation, and without uh, further ado, let's go straight into it. Come on to the next slide. Next slide, Komuto. Hello. Okay, I, I, I thought it was important, Chair, quickly to give a background to Sazria. Uh, Sazria was born out of uh, Thank you, Kumuto. I will tell you when to move to the next slide, all right? Uh, as Sazria was born from the struggle that was sparked by the 1976 riots uh, way back uh, in 1979. And these are the words of our current president who was chairman of Sazria in 2009. Sazria, as you know, is a state-owned company. Next slide, Kumuto. Go back, please. Uh, Sazria is a 100% state-owned state nine-life insurance company listed under Schedule 3B of the PFMA. As I said, it was created in 1979 to cover special risks. Special risks are those where it's a politi politically motivated action, civil unrest, uh, labor disturbances, and even terrorism. And the reason that uh, government had to step in into providing this cover is because the private sector no longer wanted to participate in that market because it was unprofitable. It is now common knowledge of that uh, Sazria experienced its biggest loss in its history uh, in the July uh, civil unrest, where uh, it's now we are projecting that we're going to make losses close to 27.8 billion. And because Sazria was converted to a state-owned company and, uh, and a limited company, previously Sazria didn't pay tax or dividends, but subsequent to that, we had to pay tax, dividends, and comply with all insurance regulations. So one of the regulations that any non-life insurance company needs to comply with solvency capital requirements. So with this biggest loss that we've had in our trading history, uh, Sazria solvency dropped way below the 100 that is required by the Prudential Authority, necessitating its sole shareholder, which is the state through treasury to inject a capital amount of uh, 22 billion rand. Next slide. Next one. 
That slide, uh, Chair, just shows uh, what I've already said, the losses that uh, SASRIA is, is projecting to make in the year that ended March 2023. If you were to compare that with the immediate past year, SASRIA made a profit of a 2 billion rand before tax. I must add uh, quickly to the honorable members is that, I mean, SASRIA has been around for 43 years and it's only last year where we've made a trading loss. So in all its history, it's never made a loss except this uh, year that is ending March, 2023. Next slide, please. This shows uh, our current uh, uh, balance sheet uh, and, and, and cash flows given the cash injection that we have just obtained from, uh, from, 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 from Treasury. As you can see, we are currently sitting with a substantial amount of cash of close to 14.5 billion in there. And this is going to assist us to meet uh, the claims that I will share with the members in later slides. Next slides, please. This just shows uh, the, the cash flows that we have uh, generated uh, from our operations and the negative impact that the, the July uh, civil unrest had on, on our cash flows. Next slide. So this slide basically shows the members where we were in November 2021 insofar as the solvency capital requirements or solvency capital ratio. You will see we were, we were in the negatives, basically, and that's why it was necessary for the government to inject $22 billion. Next slide, please. This slide, to, to assess how an insurance company is doing, the measure that we use is what we call the loss ratio. The loss ratio, simply put, is your claims over your premium. Over the last 10 years, the members will see from the graph that uh, the loss ratio only once was it above 45%, that is in the year 2019, and then now again in the year 2021. So what that graph is showing you is that we've had years of profitability over the last uh, uh, 10 years, except for this one year where we made the loss in, uh, in, in 2022. I'm often asked by people whether Sazria is gonna make a, another big loss anytime in the foreseeable future. My short answer to that question is that, to be quite honest, we do not know. However, if the past is the teacher of what's gonna happen in the future, you will see that uh, Sazria on average will make losses, uh, will have a loss ratio of between 35 and 45%. If we're to maintain that loss ratio going forward, we will be able to replenish our reserves and within a period of five to seven years, get back to where we were before the unrest in July. Next slide, please. 
this slide basically shows the severity compared to other years of uh, the July 2021 uh, unrest. But also, if I want to draw the members to the numbers as well, if you look on the year 2017-2018, we only had 3,632 claims. The following year, we had 5,363. The following year, we had 4,312. The year before, we had uh, 2,976. And last year, you can multiply the claims that we had the prior year by 10, and we had 20,996 claims. I must say uh, 2021 was a good year because of also the lockdown that uh, we experienced, the COVID lockdowns. So there were very few people protesting in the streets. Next slide. This slide, and uh, I, I think it's important for the members to note, what you see there is what I would call our claims development over the nine days of the civil unrest uh, during July 2021. It starts uh, with, uh, you know, on, on the Friday, and you can see how it picks uh, four days later, and then it declines. What I'm trying to show our members is that normally as insurance people, when we uh, come up with scenarios, in our scenario uh, for Sazria, we always uh, believe that the police or the security forces will respond within 48 hours of a particular unrest. As the members would know, the three men panel published their report. And in the report, it does indicate that the police didn't respond as swiftly as they normally do with this specific unrest. So if the unrest were stopped three days, within three days of them starting, we could have avoided the claims that followed thereafter. If that was the case, Sazria would have been able to maintain its solvency and wouldn't have required a capital injection. Next slide, please. So I was asked uh, to answer these key questions. Next slide, Commissioner. One, how will the funding, funding provided to SASRA be used? Why should SASRA shortfall be covered by the National Revenue Fund? Are any businesses that may claim against SASRA not making contributions? Does SASRA pay dividends and taxes? Is National Treasury able to monitor the business claimed uh, compensation from SASRIA? Are the workers also assisted by SASRIA? And why is Treasury giving money to an institution that is supposed to be self-sustaining? Let me deal with the uh, first uh, question. How will the funding be used? The funding would be used only for two purposes. One is to pay the claims that, is, that have arisen, which uh, in, in the last time we looked at them, they were close to 37 billion. And the second uh, thing uh, that they will be used for is to recapitalize uh, 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 SASRIA so that we meet our solvency uh, capital requirements. 
we will not be using the money for any other purpose. We won't be paying any of our expenses and things and, and, and things like that. Why should SASRA shortfall be covered by the National Revenue Fund? As I've indicated in the background, government is the sole shareholder of, of, of SASRIA. Under normal circumstances, if it was a privately owned company, uh, the shareholders of that uh, of, of the privately owned company will have had to come in and uh, and contribute to the capital so that the business can uh, can get going. So, given that the state is the sole shareholder, we had no other alternative but to go to Treasury and, and ask assistance. Also, if you you can see the amounts that are involved. Uh, you know, uh, in this uh, civil unrest. SASRIA is an economic enabler. By us meeting our obligation to our policyholders, our policyholders were able to open their businesses, get the employees back, and start uh, doing what they should be doing so that they can make a profit and pay taxes in the, in the future. So the way uh, our obligation arises is that we've got uh, policyholders that pay a premium to us. And uh, when they pay that premium in return, we promise them that should a loss happen, they will uh, will be there for for them and pay the claim. Next slide. uh, Next slide, Komoso. This next slide shows the dividends and tax that was paid by Sazria to the state in the good years. I'm sure the members remember the, the story in the Bible where you've got the seven good years and the seven bad years. Effectively, given the nature of the risks that um, Sazria covers, we will have some good years. I mean, we've had a 42 years run without any losses. And then this one specific year, we make a loss. So over those years, we have uh, accumulated. Uh, uh, we have accumulated reserves. We've been profitable. Next slide, Komoto. And in being profitable, we're able to pay total uh, to the fiscal's income tax of four point five uh, billion and. Dividends of fifteen point of eleven point one billion, bringing a total of fifteen point seven billion. That's what we've been able uh, 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 to contribute to the fiscal during the good the, during the good years. Next slide. This slide shows our retained earnings. Our retainings earnings went up uh, to close to over eight billion. And in a matter of nine days, they were totally wiped out by the unrest in July. And the members must bear in mind that as much as we we speak about the July claims, there were other claims that we had to meet as well, but they were minuscule compared to what happened uh, in July. So So over eight to nine days, what has been built over a number of years was completely wiped out. Next slide, please. 
So this graph basically tries to show in very simple terms uh, as to you know, what our assets and liabilities were and how the 22 billion is in yellow. I do apologize. I am a bit colorblind, but I think that's uh, on the bar graph on your left. That is a yellow. You will see the 22 billion. On the right hand side, the bottom graph, it will be your claims where we've got uh, a, a, a total claims of you've got the 34.5 a billion rands of uh, of claims plus the 3.5 of claims in July, which were uh, which were rep cover. The non-July unrest claims in the year still amounted to 1.5 billion. So you can see our liabilities, what they totaled, and Sazria had built up those reserves uh, where we've got the the, the, the 10 billion our reinsurers uh, contributing as well. And it, it was just not enough to meet our obligation. Hence, uh, the cash injection of 22 billion was uh, necessary. And it leaves us with uh, about 4 billion rents for, for us to augment our solvency capital position. Next slide, please. So given the injection, by year end, March 2022, we are projecting that our solvency capital will be sitting at 68%. By June 2022, it will be sitting at over 115%. So let me just explain a couple of things had to happen. Uh, We had to uh, uh, have a new memorandum of incorporation that will enable uh, SASRIA to issue shares to the state, done. And the regulatory authority has allowed us to operate whilst we are below SCR as long, uh, as long as by June 2022 or end of June 2022, our SCR is above 100. So that's what we are projecting. And then by March 2023, we are projecting that will be at 150%. I must add again that should we experience a loss or an event, that will be about a 3 billion rand between now and end of March 2023, our SCR will again drop to 91%. So we are still vulnerable. We are not as strong as we were before the July events. And yes, uh, we will need some time to rebuild our reserves and get ourselves stronger again so that we are able to meet our commitments to our policyholders. Next slide, please. So I'll just give uh, the members a, 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 a quick glance on our claims. Next, uh, uh, our rebuilding and the SCR. Uh, you can go to the next slide. Basically, we are summarizing our, our claims uh, position as Sazria, uh, and the, the table graphs that will show next on the next slide will make it clear. Go on to the next slide, please. Okay, so, so what, you, what the members are seeing there is we've broken down the claims by claims bands 
and reflecting how much has been paid to date, how much is still outstanding, and how we are progressing in making the, the, the claims. On row one, where claims below 1 million, those are settled by our agents and we still have to update them, but I can assure members that we have paid up to 95% of those small claims. So the smaller, the smaller businesses that were insured with us have been, uh, have been paid. We do have some large uh, uh, customers where we are still uh, negotiating a settlement. We do know exactly the amounts that uh, need to be paid so that the clients need to formalize their claims with us and give us certain proofs that you know what they had in the store at the time was actually what, 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 what they had and we can verify the amounts. Next slide, please. There we are showing you uh, the various lines of businesses that we insure and which ones had the uh, biggest losses. Clearly you can see commercial property was by far where we, we, we paid the most, uh, where the, the total value of claims is uh, over 28 billion, followed by the excess of loss. Excess of loss, that is where we give additional cover of a billion to large uh, businesses. There we've got a, a, a very strong reinsurance uh, partner, Lancashire, where they were taking 80% of the risk. With the renewal post the event, we have had to exit that particular market because the insurer or the reinsurer in this particular case, their premiums were just way too expensive and we couldn't pass on that cost to the customer. So you can see largely Sazria covers commercial property and uh, these were the beneficiaries. And these are businesses that employ thousands and thousands of people. By us, with the assistance of government, being able to pay them, it means that you know, uh, economic activity was resumed and those people who could have lost their jobs went back to their jobs. Now, Sazria does not cover employees. It's a more an indirect relationship in that uh, if we pay the business, the business reinvests in the business, they reopen the stores, they reopen the manufacturing plant, they reopen the, the distribution centers, and then people go back, uh, go back uh, to employment. Most of our clients uh, have, uh, are reinvesting the money and reopening their businesses. Most of them are. There are certain instances where businesses have taken a view that, all right, we will not reopen in that particular area, not because it was not profitable, because of some of the challenges that they were experiencing in that, uh, in that particular area. But in the main, most of our clients have uh, invested back in their business and reopened. It is their option just like any other insurance contract as to how they spend their money. 
uh, that we have, uh, we have we have we have paid we have paid to them. Next slide, please. This slide just merely shows the top 25 cities that were affected by the uh, July uh, civil unrest. And as you can see at a glance, really most of it was in KwaZulu-Natal and that hasn't changed. KwaZulu-Natal being followed by, uh, by, by certain uh, parts of, of, of Gauteng. Next slide. You can skip that slide. It just makes the point I've just made and I'm concerned about time. Next slide. Now rebuilding Sazria. You know, I always make this analogy that we were a boxer that was knocked out in July and we are busy re rebuilding uh, the entity. And uh, in rebuilding the entity, we are now looking at various scenarios uh, in the business with uh, my colleagues and I, we have mapped out four scenarios that we envisage uh, things can roll out in the country. And we are planning for each specific uh, scenario. Next slide, please. So update on rebuilding uh, as to where we are. We do not have any liquidity issues thanks uh, to the uh, 22 billion cash injection. Our reinsurers uh, also have paid in. So uh, Sazria is able to meet its uh, liabilities that arise in the near future. So we do not have any liquidity or, or financial sustainability uh, concern. We have engaged various stakeholders during uh, this uh, crisis that we faced. Amongst them, you know, our clients, our brokers, our agent companies, uh, the support that we've got from national treasury and government broadly, it has been uh, fantastic. And, uh, we've, and we've really been pleased by all the, you know, the support that we have received from the various uh, uh, stakeholders, including the media. We have implemented a growth strategy which involves us increasing our premiums uh, to, our, to our clients uh, as we try to repair our balance sheet. We will not only be uh, increasing premiums, we will also be looking in areas where there is premium leakage, where we've got maybe clients out there that are paying premiums that is not coming true to us. We are looking at other risk mitigation initiatives for instance, uh, uh, Sazria has had uh, some CSI projects uh, with some municipalities, and uh, I will share more information about that in the future with the, with the members of this committee, where we will invest in building community center, for instance. And we find that after we've built that community center and have technology in place, that you know, protest action uh, reduces in those in that in that particular community we've just done two by the way so we haven't done quite a lot so we're gonna see as we get stronger and have more reserves how can we involve communities in our initiatives so that when they protest they don't feel the need to distract infra infrastructure we are revising our policy weddings to be clear on what we cover 
and not cover. Our people have stayed with us. Uh, we haven't had really any loss of uh, critical staff uh, during the period. And insofar as recapitalization is concerned, we have had uh, a new reinsurance structure in place that started in August 2021. And we've implemented new premiums in 2022. And uh, the new memorandum of incorporation has been approved by the Prudential Authority. And later tonight, there is a board meeting in which they will approve the issuance of shares. Next slide, please. Yeah, I'm gonna just talk a little bit about the other things that SASRIA does, uh, which is not uh, paying uh, claims or receiving premiums from our policyholders. Next slide. As part of our contribution to South African society, uh, we've been involved, we've been an anchor sponsor of the South African Actuaries Development Program, where we are assisting black people black youth to become actuaries. Members will know this, uh, I think in the country, and our deputy chair is, is, is an actuary as well. She can uh, speak to the numbers. We have, uh, in South Africa, we've got around 3,400 uh, actuaries. And uh, in uh, accounting profession, there's over 20,000. So we do need to invest in this area of our of our at the actual uh, the actual area and hence Sazria has opted to make that its anchor project the next one for the last three years we've been involved with the tutuka basari scheme as well where we we sponsor accounting uh, uh, students we've had to suspend that program this year given our crisis we will resume it when we are back to uh, our strength again. And then the last slide, there it shows what we are doing at uh, high school level where we are assisting with revision programs uh, or for maths and science. There we've partnered with technical cinemas. And uh, what happens is that learners will go to technical cinemas around the country during their non-peak time, and they will receive lessons in maths and science. Our plan in the future, given what COVID has done, is to take that program online and negotiate with uh, telecommunication companies to provide learners uh, with a website where they can access this information for free. With that said, Chair, I thank you for listening to me and we'll take any questions. Thank, thank you so, so much, Deputy Chair. Anything to add before I allow the other members to come in with questions? Um, thank you, Chair. Um, thank you, CEO. Um, so what uh, I would just want to say is we really appreciate the support that we've received um, from our government and the different stakeholders that we work with. Uh, July was a really trying time for us in Sassria, um, and for the board as well. Um, but this is what um, the organization was meant for. It was meant to be um, the organization that helps businesses be and people be able to um, resume their lives after 
a big civil unrest um, happens um, because we also not only cover unrest, but we also cover terrorism. Um, but it's also being a good learning curve for us in terms of having a better feel of um, what we can handle and what we cannot handle and being able to then adjust our models to make sure that uh, we are pricing correctly. Um, these events are very difficult to model. So we call them extreme events. Um, and so it's difficult to get it right. Um, but uh, we just um, hope that the parliament uh, and the committee will be able to um, be understanding in that regard that um, we couldn't foresee this event happening at this magnitude. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, uh... Thank you, um, uh, Deputy Chair, Ms. Mokonyane. Honourable members, here's the presentation. Um, we know how we do it. We can have indications um, as to how we want to deal with the presentation. Yep. Is it Honourable Dehale? Yes, Chair. Okay. Honourable members. Honorable Matafa. Yes, honorable members, listening. Peters. Honorable Peters. Honorable members, I've got Robert Tehale, Honorable Matafa, Robert Peters. Kaiso. Honorable Kaiso. Is that it? Okay. That's, that's fine. Let's start, Honorable Tihale. Uh, see how far we go. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson, and good morning to honorable members and Sasria. Uh, those who were presenting, the CEO and Mayor Hodiso Mkonyani. Uh, thank you very much for the presentation. Uh, Chairperson, they will pardon me if ever maybe what I'm, I'm going to ask will look like it doesn't have sense to them. But I, I will also be needing an assistant. Uh, uh, my first question goes to where they are saying they are not going to increase their premium this year. Uh, <clears throat> I know that even as government, we are struggling. We don't have enough to inject on everybody. So if they were going to increase their premium, I'm sure it was going to assist. Uh, in the whole world, every year, everything goes up. Petrol, Red, everything, you name them. Car tires, the prices continues to go up. So I don't know why Vona, they are not going to increase the premium. The, the other thing, uh, recently we saw what happened in KZN and Eastern Cape. I just want to check with Sasria if ever they, they do sometimes uh, visit rural areas and teach them about their their program, because I've, I've seen whereby uh, they were paying the claims. 
And there's no way where I've seen a picture from a rural area whereby they are saying, we managed to pay this claim. And this is an indication that the rural area people does not know about Caesarea. So I was going to be happy if they were going to say, even what recently happened in KZN, we managed to, to pay them something. But truly speaking, it shows that Caesarea is not visible in the rural areas. Now, when we go to where they assist the learners with maths and science uh, revision, well, you, you, you mentioned a, a program of Stekaineko in the cinemas, and that really, I, I won't even say it's a luxury in the rural area because there's nothing like that. We don't have that program. So is Sasria only meant for, for the urban people and not rural? And these rural people are also part of government. And we are not being told as to uh, where they were collecting their, their premiums. We, we are not being, being told as to how much do they make per annum and uh, uh, how much did they use. We only see where they, they were paying the premiums whereby people were claiming. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I'll stop here, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Good morning, Chair. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, good morning, Honorable Members, uh, CEO, and Mayor Mokonyani. Chairperson, I, I don't have much uh, save to say that. Uh, I welcome the presentation. It really responded to the questions that we have actually sent to Sasria so that they can empower us in understanding how the allocations that we normally appropriate to entities are, are used. I would only have one question, and I see that it was covered when there was a presentation made around the growth strategy which speaks to uh, looking at reviewing the premiums that clients are charged. Now, my, my question there is, is to find out if whether the current funding model from, from the shareholder, which obviously is government, is, is sufficient the way it is, or if whether they have a different opinion on how else can Sasria be funded besides relying on government funding and government injections, particularly when you have major shocks like this one. Well, I see there's a lot of work that is in, being done in reviewing, um, how can I say, the structure of Sasiria in terms of how it approaches its operations and claims. But I'm, I'm lacking some substance that will give me comfort that we are moving in a direction that Sasria can be ready, that a major shock like this should it appear again, because we know we cannot predict such things, that should it happen, Sasria will be able to respond in a manner that will not give more pressure on the fiscals. Because Honorable Dikale is correct, that even the national fiscals is, is going through some uh, times of pressure 
that we are unable to assist everybody. So I just want to get more input in terms of how responsive will we be should another event like this one occur whilst we are still in the process of rebuilding, particularly considering the fact that premiums will only take time before they actually have an impact after they have been increased. But otherwise, Chair, I'm, I'm very happy with uh, what has been presented and it did, the presentation did respond to the questions that we had. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, Orobi Matafa. Orobi Peters? Chair, am I audible? We are very much audible, uh, Orobi Peters. Siaguzo. You 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 can switch off your video. I know you are struggling with your Peters, Robert Peters, Robert Peters. Uh, switch off your video. Um, I can see you are struggling with your connectivity today. Robert Peters, switch off your video. I can see you are struggling with your with your connectivity today. Um, Rory Peters, can you hear me? Yeah, but can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, Chair. Hello, yes, Peters? Chair. I'm here, Chair. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Chair? Yeah, I can hear you, but I'm asking you whether you can hear me. Oh, Switch off your video, please. Am I Switch off your video, please. Chairperson. Yebo. Okay. Um, uh, Darren, can you please communicate with the honorable member and just ask her to switch off her video? In the meantime, I'll, I'll go to honorable Kaiso. Thank you very much, uh, honorable chair. And thanks for the presentation made by Sasri. Uh, I, I just have uh, just brief questions or, or input here, uh, Honorable Chair. Yeah, uh, I, I see the, uh, the the solvency uh, liquidity requirement of SARS is bulging and bulging. To 150 uh, percent, so it, it does say that unlike ESCOM and SAA, uh, where we have, we have tried our level best and without you know uh, seeing any you know uh, positive return on investment, <clears throat> so I I, I I think that it will be necessary that at least. Being one of the well-managed, you know, state-owned cap, uh, uh, company, uh, there shouldn't be a reason that uh, Sasria should not be assist, assisted to achieve its, you know, uh, 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 goal or objectives as a state-owned company, uh, given their performance, which they presented last uh, briefing and even up to this briefing. So. Now, I, I, I'm saying in order uh, that there shouldn't be uh, any reason why 
SASRA would not be assisted uh, to achieve their objective. And secondly, it's on the issue of, uh, I think we discussed about this matter previously with SASRA to, to say, look, uh, SASRA was just known to the uh, section, uh, to a certain section of our people, not every section it's, it's known about its operation and how it's important that people can join SASRA, especially the small, medium uh, uh, business people. So, and ordinary people who, you know, sell fed, fed cook at the street level. So, uh, I know it's a very uh, ambitious plan that one, but you, 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 you may think that because given the, the, the level of unemployment, most of our people have then uh, resorted to informal business and, and, uh, and such as hawkers. So when, 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 when uh, riots and, and disruptions uh, or dis distractions happen, to a greater extent, those are the ones who are immediately affected. But they may not even go to the bank and, 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 and ask for 50 rand to go and buy flour, to, to cake flour, etc. They, they won't be allowed to do it. But then had there been a, a, a way that could assist them to claim something, it would assist them. But I'm, I'm just trying to check with Sasria. Is there any way to broaden, you, you know, the operation of the scheme or the insurance in such a way that at least gradually a number of poorer people are able uh, uh, to access, uh, you know, the service of Sasria uh, to, you know, uh, it may not happen over a day, but there should be at least a process that, be, that is being explored such that even the poor on the ground are able to, to see the benefits of, of Sasri, uh, given even the reason that we have advanced to say that we have noted now during <coughs> the protest actions a, 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 a certain degree of property becomes vulnerable and, and, and distracted and even business actually. So I just want to know what so far have you begun to, you know, to, to, to lay the ground such that now this, the insurance actually expand, uh, you know, maximally to ensure that even the poorer benefit out of the SASRIA scheme. Thank you very much, Chen. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Let's get Honorable Peters back. Honorable Peters. Jefferson, Honorable Peters has got connectivity issues. She's trying to log back in. Okay, okay, that's fine. Let's let's uh, uh, keep on 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 trying to assist her back to the meeting. Um, let 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 me come in with my meet, with my questions uh, again. Let me. My hand, uh, Jefferson. I'm back, Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Mlenzana, please. Yes, Jefferson. Okay, just just wait. But you know how we do do we do it. You you shout at me, and then I I call you. Eh? Um, so I I see now the hand up. That can just just wait. Um, you must always don't don't be afraid to shout at me and say I'm my hand is up. Eh? No, um, thanks, 
Yeah, okay. she's, yeah. But let me allow uh, Honorable Peters uh, before she she breaks again. Honorable Peters, please come in. Thank you very much, Chair. Yo, yeah. uh, <laughs> I want to take this opportunity to thank the leadership of Sasria uh, for the presentation that they made today. But, uh, to also indicate that throughout the presentation, I need to read the presentation itself. I'm a bit concerned that uh, there is an acknowledgement from Saskia that they are not covering workers, but also the statement that says that um, they are not doing a life cover. For me, it is a it's a it's a it's a serious concern because. Most of those workers who might have in the fire and got injured are not covered because sometimes they don't even earn enough to do own personal life cover. And you would understand if life and limb and property goes together because there were workers in the buildings. And then the other, and then the other thing, what happens to those uh, businesses that made a huge claims but did not return to service, adding up to the number of unemployed, adding up to the challenges that a Department of Labor and Employment has with regards to the, 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 the unemployment insurance. And sometimes some of those workers, Jefferson, are not even covered by UIAF. And some of them are not even covered uh, for, uh, as, as, as registered as workers because they are probably on contracts. Then the issue that uh, Honorable Ditafa raised, uh, not Ditafa, I'm mixing now the Kale and Matafa. Mm-hmm. Hey, my goodness. <laughs> Honorable Kale raised. Um, the issue she raised is a lot about uh, rural areas. My concern is about townships and small towns. And, and also equally with regard to the concern that she raised about actuaries and the programs we have for high schools with technical many of the towns and also many of the small towns even don't have movie places. What more about uh, townships? How do you make it possible that those uh, learners from those particular communities can also be value, uh, get value from this important program? And Chairperson, lastly, is the CEO and Deputy Chairperson able to break down the number of beneficiary beneficiaries out of the uh, Sasria uh, uh, portfolio, and as well as the July unrest by location, industry, and uh, 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 race and gender? I believe that it is important that we get to know whether uh, the money does or the the the, the Sasria does help us to get even our black and women and rural as well as other Amashishinia Kasayo back onto, onto business. How many of the small businesses are insured with, with, with Sasria? Because it is important that we get to know 
if so small businesses are insured by such as well. Thank you, Jefferson. Thank you, Honorable Peters. Honorable uh, please come in. Yes, good morning, Jefferson. Uh, I'm just showing face also just uh, to confirm that I'm not a robot, after which I will ask to, to switch off. Okay. No, <laughs> no thanks, Chair. Chairperson, just two, just two issues. Let me start uh, with this other one before I forget. Uh, is Zastria able to, to follow the monies that they have actually uh, dispatched to these uh, businesses? after they would have made claims. <clears throat> I understand, Chepestin, sorry. I understand, Chepestin, that before they actually make the payout, they would go and make an assessment. I'm fine with that. But now, my interest is, after now the payoff, are they able to check if the money goes as per the designed uh, proposal? I'm raising this, Chepestin, because a deputy chairperson or acting chairperson of the day from Sasria uh, and uh, the incoming uh, CEO. Uh, by the way, congratulations, incoming uh, CEO, uh, for the work that you are to assume. We, we wish you well. But, but then, look, uh, if one can check, because there is, there is this allegation, CEO, which says these big businesses would then, after they would have received uh, their claim, no more move Chaperson to the area of operation where the incident occurred because of whatever insecurities or what, but would then decide to move, move to the extent of some moving outside the country. Now, is there a way then? Because uh, beyond, beyond one having business, there is also the element of serving the community. If now there is this person who was in the Tempest Central and uh, he or she finds it that uh, after receiving the, the, the claim, is no longer you know, comfortable by being in Deber and now decide to move to a place which he she feels that is at least cool and comfortable for her to run business. Are you able to detect that? To, to detect that? Then the second one, Chair, uh, it looks like comrades have all, already asked it, but I will put it the other way around. If you listen to the preamble, uh, in the in the in the in the in the presentation of Sasria, it says clearly, Chairperson, that uh, this uh, was a designed scheme which was made to protect a particular class, then which would protect a particular regime, which I would call that regime was seriously illegitimate uh, because. It was against the 1976 riots. Uh, now, 
is there a clear transformation agenda from Sasria? Or is it not the perpetuation of the same program, the same, uh, you know, objective that Sasria was designed for then? Hence, it doesn't care for our own people now, the black women and youth in majority. Uh, that, that, that is the thing, Chairperson, that I wanted to, to, to check. Lest we see ourselves uh, funding the very cause uh, that we fought for uh, when we were in the liberation struggle. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mlenzana. Can I check, just check any um, uh, other oral member on the platform would like to say something? Uh, before I, I ask Robert Dehale if there's anything that you'd like to add. Yes, sure. Okay, okay, just 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 wait, Honorable uh, Kaiso. Let me start. Just one question. Uh, just 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 hold, Honorable Kaiso. Just hold, just hold, just hold. Yeah, Honorable Dehale, anything from your side? I'm fine, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Matafa. I'm covered. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Peters. Um, thank, thank you. Honorable Kaiso. Yes, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. I, I, I just want to find out from Sasria on the, the, the second last uh, slide or last slide. There's some way you indicate the one of the risks is a, uh, the the staff that is highly skilled and living your the, the, the company. So I just want to find out what what are the reasons of, of that. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, on, uh, uh, Honorable Kaiso uh, Romlenzana. No thanks, Chair. I'm fine. Okay, thank thank you. Um, let me join the honorable members in welcoming the pres- the, the, the presentation. Um, uh, by by Sasria, and that again wish the new CEO well uh, in his uh, responsibility. Um, well, my first question will be: <clears throat> the the July unrest uh, mainly took place in two provinces, and I think eighty percent was in in in, in case in KZN and a little bit of, 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 of Houting. So I sometimes think what would have happened if it went to four, five, six provinces? What would we be facing? So as I'm saying that, um, <clears throat> I would like to hear what you are going to say, is that uh, Sasra has never been um, uh, ready uh, for what it ensures uh, 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 people for. I want, I want you to hear what, what you are going to say. Secondly, uh, you, you, you are saying you are, you are reinsured. And if I say you are, you are inadequately, grossly inadequately uh, reinsured, what are you going to say on that? I would like to hear your comments on, 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 on that one. Because if you are adequately reinsured, we wouldn't be sitting here and, 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 and talking about um, a, a recapitalization of, of, of the insurance company. 
I think there's, there's there's something definitely which was not happening right, but I would like to hear what your comment. From where I'm sitting, that's what I'm saying, that uh, uh, if it was more than two provinces, it needs to be facing disaster, as, as, as it were. And my uh, my hypothesis is that you were not articulate. You were, you were grossly uh, 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 under-reinsured. Um, <clears throat> And, and secondly, following on 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 Orabul Kaiso Tehale and uh, uh, Peters, please share us with us. It's very clear. It became very clear that uh, uh, most of the businesses in townships, um, um, in rural in rural areas, uh, are not covered by SASRE. It may be due to a many factors, but one one of those factors may be an availability of information about what Sastria does. So the question is, what is the strategy that you are putting in place to make sure that uh, all the taxpayers benefit from this? For instance, now we're asking all the taxpayers to recapitalize yourself, um, uh, whereas uh, it's very much skewed uh, towards the, the urban areas and mainly the urban centers. So that's the strategy that we are following as far as that is, 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 is concerned. Thirdly, can you sh- share with us, obviously we have spoken about the, the, the solvency capital ratio and the loss ratio, and you say we are meeting those ones. Uh, with my leaky knowledge, there are many other ratios that are very important for the, uh, for the in, in, uh, insurance company. If you don't mind, just share with us those ratios and see uh, how you fare as far as uh, they, 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 are, they, are, they are concerned. Um, you are faced with about 37 billion rand uh, uh, claims. I just want to check uh, that uh, what checks and balances have you put in place to avoid fraudulent claims? Uh, put it differently, uh, how sure are you that of the claims that you are paying out all are legitimate uh, 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 claims? Because we would like to avoid a situation where three, four months down the line, we hear that there have been so many fraudulent claims. As you know, that when it comes to insurances, there are always uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, chance takers uh, who end up fraudulently claiming against the insurance. CEO, you spoke about clients who you were talking about leakages, and you spoke about clients who pay premiums and those premiums don't uh, 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 reach SASRE. How does that happen? And when did you, beca- did you become aware of such a, an activity? And what are you doing about it? So one, why would that happen? How does it happen? Um, when did you become aware of it? And what are you doing ab- about it? I think those would be my, 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 my questions and uh, uh, Ms. Mutonyane and Mr. Chigwe, uh, it's, it's, it's back to you. You'll decide how you answer the questions. If you have got other people on the platform you'd like from, from Sasra, you'd like to direct the questions to, uh, please feel free to, uh, uh, to do that. You'll only return the meeting back to me uh, once all the questions have been, uh, uh, <coughs> have, have, have been attended to. Back to you, colleagues. Thank you, Chair, um, and thank you, um, members of the committee. 
So I will leave uh, the CEO to answer your questions. Um, and if there's anything he would like to defer to me, then I'll answer. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, Honorable Chair, and uh, thank you to Deputy Chair. Uh, can everyone hear me? Sorry. Uh, Very well. Very thank well. You. Yes. Thank you. And uh, I, I think I had at the beginning that it was Honorable Lenzanes' birthday, so happy birthday to him. I wish him many, many more glorious years. And I will... Thank take... you, thank you, thank you. You are welcome. Thank you so yes. much. I will take the question as they come in and thank you for the good wishes. Uh, yes, it's been just over a month in the, in, in the job. So thank you for the good wishes. And also, I think, let me just thank my predecessor as well. Uh, Cedric, who has done a sterling job looking after this company for just over 12 years. If so I'll take ask, the... If I may ask, Ms. Chigwa, just for information, where were hmm. you before uh, your, your present uh, responsibility? Oh, uh, um, okay, yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, uh, my age, I'm 57 in September, and for the last 35 years, I've been working in the insurance uh, industry. I started my insurance career way back in 1986. Uh, my last uh, job, I've, I've worked for a company called Constantia. Before that, I was at uh, Alexander Forbes, Santam, and Hollard. But in, in a state-owned en environment, I've, I've also been the managing director of Land Bank Insurance Company. So, yes, yeah, so I am familiar with working within the, the state environment. So of the 35 years, I was at the land bank for five years. So thank you. Yeah. thank you. Thank you, Chair. So I will take the question in the order they, they came, and I will try and, uh, and answer all of them. Uh, so starting with the Honorable Dejale's questions, uh, maybe I misspoke or I was not clear about the premiums. We did increase the premiums. There is a slide that deals with it. We did increase the premiums, uh, and that was implemented in February 2022. On average, we're increasing our premiums by 38%. Within those categories, there are certain clients uh, that are getting more than the 38%. There are some that are not, uh, that didn't get, but we are increasing our premiums by 38%. So in the incoming year, we expect a premium growth of uh, in the order of uh, 40% in the coming year. We will present those uh, when we table our corporate plan, uh, when it's tabled to parliament. So that's the first question the honorable member asked. The second one was um, around, uh, you know, the rural area that there is no um, presence in the rural area. Yes, uh, I would say that is, uh, that is correct. Uh, generally, you know, uh, 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 Sazria, the business model has been in the for 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 a quite a while. Is that we sell insurance through brokers? So there would be an insurance broker, then there is an insurance company, then there is Sazria. So that is how the value chain uh, operates. So what we have found is that um, in the rural areas. 
there isn't a presence of insurance brokers. And also when you distribute or sell through insurance brokers, you do not advertise a lot because you have to pay the, the broker's commission as well. So that has been the strategy for all, but we are changing the strategy. The members will have seen that uh, there have been some advertise, uh, advertisements of uh, Sazria in the media. Secondly, my colleague Muzi has been uh, in various radio stations. Currently, I've got a, a, a program uh, 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 where I will be going to all the radio stations in particular, the SABC radio stations, where we'll be publicizing Sazria. So we are also going to change the business model where people are going to be able to buy Sazria directly. So those are the those are the those are the plans, and uh, we are going to be exec- executing them. There are other what we call alternative selling methods that we're going to be coming up and also selling online. The Accessing uh, uh, rural people in, in so far as the education is concerned. Uh, also another valid uh, point made by the honorable member. That's why I said in my presentation that we are going to go online because online has got a wider reach than, uh, the, than the cinemas. Yes, the cinemas were fairly distributed in the, in the urban areas, and in also mainly this program uh, was benefiting black uh, students uh, from from the townships. But yes, I, I, I concede what the honorable member is saying about the presence in the rural areas. And that's why we want to partner with uh, with uh, the telecommunication companies and uh, uh, institutions so that we can offer this particular content online. I don't know how many members are old enough to remember. I know when I was in uh, uh, Standard 5, I used to get my maths lessons listening to a, a, a radio course around 10 a.m. So we'll be taken out of class and at 10 a.m. we will uh, then be listening to a maths lesson in radio. In, in radio. So now we've got online presence and most of the networks, they've got a 4G instructor infrastructure in the rural areas so we believe that um, we will be we, we will be able to to reach them coming to honorable matafa's question around uh, the the reviewing of premium and looking at the business model and whether it can withstand any shocks as the deputy chairperson said uh, when we concluded our presentation events like this are very difficult to model you know there you know that's why the private sector refuses to ensure this particular area of the market and the state has to come in and be the and be and, and be the insurer they're quite difficult to to model however having said that i think uh, in uh, in fairness to to Sazria, we have had 42 years run where we have been right, where we've been able to meet our obligations and pay our policyholders and get businesses going back to work and uh, and uh, getting the employees back. 
What it was really different about the the, the July unrest, which that which uh, chair uh, Honorable Butelezi also partly addresses the questions that I'm going to come to that, uh, that that we've raised. What made July very unique was that in our scenario planning, whenever we envisage these uh, sort of uh, 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 scenarios, we never anticipated that this the security response will not unfold or will not happen. So that's what makes, if you look in the last 42 years, we have been able to respond to civil unrest and we haven't come to parliament to ask for assistance. What made this event unique was that these uh, 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 civil unrest played out over a period of time and as the time went longer, the losses became bigger and bigger. That we did not anticipate. And, uh, and I, I think no one uh, uh, had anticipated, uh, anticipated that at all. So that is where the shortcoming is going to be. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we were at that stage, we were designed to handle events up to about 17 billion rands. So if the event was 17 billion, Sazria would have been able to, to comfortably uh, handle it. And yes, it would, would have put pressure on our solvency, but we'll be having a different conversation than the one that we are having now. That's the challenge. Going forward, do we plan for such a scenario? Yes, we are. And we are going to be engaging the treasury and government to say, look, as Sazria, this is how far we'll be able to go beyond this point. We will just not going to be able to go, to, to, to go through. Members must remember that in its design, Sazria was to cover these extraordinary events. We do not know where a terrorism attack can come from. Uh, and now we're using terrorism, not like it was used in the in the apartheid uh, regime days. Uh, you know, we are monitoring the situation, for instance, in Mozambique uh, and other activities that are happening in, 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 the, in, in the in the country. We don't know where these come and what sort of uh, uh, magnitude they will be. But in our scenario planning, we simulate if there could be an attack in Sentin City, if there could be an attack in Waterfront, if there could be an attack in Balito, what will it be and whether we'll be able uh, uh, to, to respond? But never in our planning did we anticipate that the reaction of the security forces will be as it is, as it was during that time. Coming to May Honorable Peters, I hope she is still on the line. As I say in the background, Sazria is a founded by an act of parliament, which the democratic government amended in 1998, where the democratic government then uh, allowed the entity to pay dividends and the dividends that were paid at that time were used to reduce uh, some of the apartheid uh, debt and so on. So we're a creature of statute. We're created by act of parliament. And that act of parliament prescribes what we can do and 
what we can do. Unfortunately, as the act stands at the moment, our mandate does not extend to provide life cover. So we're unable to do that. Ours, uh, by design, uh, is, uh, is to cover uh, property and the like, so that uh, people can invest in, in the property and so on. I must give, uh, though, the honorable member comfort, even though it's small comfort, because I, you know, in, in the rural areas, it's, it's not going to be applicable. Uh, generally, employers, when they ensure, uh, they take what is called a group life cover for their employees. So if an employee gets injured whilst at work, there are other measures for them to get cover. Life cover does not in- exclude, uh, and if you die due unrest, it will still pay you. However, your normal motor insurance that honorable members have, your, the, the normal insurance that you have on your house, it will not cover it if it's subject to unrest. So that is the that is the that is the the difference. Insofar as uh, uh, small businesses, honourable uh, Peters are, uh, is concerned, yes, as you can see, if you look at the amount we paid in claims, those claims were less uh, less than a million rand. You'll see by number, there are a bulk of the claims, I think over 17,000 of those claims. Those were for small businesses. And if you see in also in our segmentation, we also did pay a lot of taxes that will operate from the, from the township. So yes, we do offer that cover broadly to township communities. There were malls that were affected. Uh, I mean, the next week, I'm in Bridgetown in, uh, in Guamashu. Uh, there were malls in the townships that were affected by the by the civil unrest, and there we are paying those people and the businesses that were inside. The only difference is this, though, is that Sazria, a client, must pay us a premium, and then we pay the claim. There were a lot of people who were uninsured. And uh, those people, unfortunately, we cannot respond to them because they didn't pay uh, their, 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 their premiums. Uh, they, they were not covered. And I'm sure the members are aware that uh, the Department of Trade and Industry had a, a, a program where they assisted uninsured small uh, businesses uh, to, 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 be, to be helped. So, it is important for the members to, to differentiate between what I will call a beneficiary and a client who is paying a premium. These clients pay us a premium and we promise them should an event happen, so it's a contract, that should an event happen, we will pay them. So, uh, so basically, unlike where we are giving grants or uh, assisting uninsured people, it is our obligation that we meet those uh, claims because that's what we had uh, uh, promised. If uh, we do not meet our promise, then uh, members will appreciate there will be loss of trust and confidence in the South African economic uh, infrastructure. 
Coming to uh, Honorable uh, Paiso's con- uh, question that he, uh, that he raised, and thank you about uh, speaking about the, uh, the solvency and so on. So I'll answer, yes. Uh, uh, again, uh, I said this when I was interviewed for the job, and I know um, my colleague Muzi is working hard on this. We are going to introduce a product for our, you know, for what you call the, the person who sells the fat cook. It's going to be very simple product. Uh, it's premiums. Uh, we're looking at about 30 rand, uh, 30 rand or so per, per, per month. The person, uh, you know, uh, experiences a loss of, of some sort, whether it's, let's say, labor unrest, uh, people are marching, uh, they generally she's tall and so on and so on so yeah we we know that event happened and then we'll quickly pay that person with minimal minimal paperwork we are also going to build an app as well uh, for anyone with a smartphone to be able to uh, to buy the product i must though quickly say that uh, we were not designed for that. So we need to build our infrastructure to be able to do those things. So we are in that process of uh, building. Uh, I think again, uh, Honorable Guy, so I think uh, maybe I misspoke. Uh, what I was saying in that slide was that uh, we, we are grateful that our staff stayed on with us. Uh, we, we only, uh, our staff turnover is less than uh, 10%. So remember, during the July uh, unrest, there was a stage where Sazria was technically insolvent. And you'll appreciate that creates a lot of uncertainty in people's minds as to the future of the company. The staff, uh, especially the critical staff, were quite aware that we're in deep trouble and we are going to require the assistance that government is giving us. So there was stages where there was uncertainty, and then uh, people then started looking for for alternate uh, for alternatives. I am really glad that as, as I come in, that uh, you know we haven't had any exodus of uh, these uh, highly skilled people. Those that are living are living for really personal circumstance, uh, changing for because they've got, they would like to do something different that is exciting and so on. So that is, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that's the question. Uh, the uh, Honorable Lenzana raises uh, some uh, interesting questions around following uh, the money. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, effectively, yes, we can tell, we can give, in uh, the list of whom we have paid, how much we've paid, in which localities are they, what sort of industry do they operate in? Because we, 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 whenever a client has got a claim, we appoint a loss adjuster and they come back with a report of no less than 20 pages telling us just about everything about, uh, about that uh, particular uh, uh, company. However, a policyholder, just like you, for instance, if you were to have an accident with your car, you will often have an option whether you know you want to 
buy a new one or keep the money and not buy a car again. So our policyholders do have uh, those sort of options. But as part of our strategy with the July riots, we did insist with those clients where we thought that they will not rebuild their building. We did insist that we did what we call the reinstatement. So we built those properties uh, back for them. Uh, Instead of paying them the cash, we appointed uh, repairers and then uh, those repairers uh, are are busy at work as as we speak, uh, fixing uh, those uh, those, uh, those businesses. Insofar as, I mean, uh, I I would like uh, to believe that uh, uh, Sazria is is, is quite transformed. I mean, since uh, 1994, uh, since our democracy emerged, I, I mean, I've been uh, following, uh, I've been following Sazria and so on. And uh, yes, it has uh, transformed in, in its leadership, in its the people that uh, that lead it, and uh, and the, and our outlook, uh, you know, on on South African society and so on. I, I think the members uh, might remember the response that we had when there were farms were banning in the Western Cape, where jobs uh, became uh, vulnerable, and the way that uh, Sazria responded in assisting uh, during those, uh, those, those fires. I was not here, but I followed it, uh, what was going on in the media. So I'd like to believe that we are transformed. Yes, there is more that we can do, and uh, that will require a change of our mandate. Our primary responsibility is to ensure property. That is what the law prescribes us to do. And by its nature or economic nature, most properties will be in the the urban area. So it's more by default and not by design. And as I said, when I was answering Honorable Tehale's question is that, we are going to go to rural communities. We are well represented in the, in the townships. And one of the programs I'll be spearheading is the development of black insurance brokers. There are laws that govern how we sell insurance as well, and we need to comply with them. And it's always better that the client gets proper advice and people who are best placed to offer that advice are brokers. So we are going to uh, uh, help uh, put a program to develop more black brokers. We do have a lot uh, already in our business and uh, we're going to do more and in particular in the rural areas. And then lastly, coming to the five, uh, six questions that uh, the chairperson of the committee uh, Honorable Ubaba Obutelezi asked, yes, you are quite uh, true. 80% of the claims happen in Guazulu Natal, 20% uh, uh, in, in, in Gauteng. If it had spread everywhere else, I think would have faced a, it would have been a, a, a complete, complete, complete disaster. We're grateful that uh, it, it, it didn't. As getting, you know, Sazria could absorb uh, this 
from an operational activity point of view, not from a financial point of view. Okay, let me let me again try and 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 and, and create the distinction. Basically, uh, Sazria has got sixty insurer agents that sell and administer our products on our behalf. So we've been operating on an outsourced model. So if there are claims around the country, the people will re report them to their insurance company. And then we've given those insurance companies a mandate to deal with those claims on our behalf up to a certain value, that value being 5 million rands. So we do have that. So operationally, we can deal with them. Financially, no, we wouldn't have been able to. Because remember what I had said is that in all our scenarios, we anticipated that in the worst case situation, Sazria will be asked to pay 17 billion. And I do not want to labor this point too much. If we had had an earlier response to the civil unrest in July by the police, we wouldn't have been talking about 37 billion rand. We'll be talking half of that a particular amount. And then the other thing, Chairperson, uh, uh, that, that uh, we are going to be doing, lastly, is to understand why those civil unrest or why do unrest happen in particular areas and less so in particular areas. So we are going to invest a lot of uh, intelligence uh, with the actual team, uh, socioeconomists, for us to have a better understanding. Because the socioeconomic situation that prevailed in KwaZulu-Natal, one might argue that they are far much more worse in other provinces like the rural Eastern Cape or the rural Limpopo or the rural Northern Cape. But why was it that in KwaZulu-Natal, the situation was much more acute and so on. So those are some of the things that uh, we are going to be understanding. There are some private sector partners who are investing in getting the understanding of these situations, and we are going to be collaborating with them to get a better understanding so that in future, we are well uh, advised, uh, we, we, we can plan accordingly. Uh, the last comment, uh, Chair, around your question about us underestimating this, one of the requests we've made, which is what happens in other countries that offer this cover through government, the management of an entity like Sazria will have the benefit of intelligence being shared by the security uh, or the intelligence uh, people. So one of the things that came out in the three uh, panel report was around that in, in, in sharing of intelligence. Uh, Chair, I'm gonna, uh, I, I want to deal with your questions uh, comprehensively. So I think in that way, I, I think I've answered why our reinsurance uh, proved to be un inadequate because it was designed for a particular, uh, particular amount. Yes, we do cover uh, uh, businesses in the townships, I think I've dealt with the issues around the rural areas. The other ratios that you look at in a business of our nature is what we call our liquidity ratio. Do we have enough cash to pay for claims that might arise? 
as I said earlier on, we do have that cash, so we, we are fine. The other ratio we look at is our operational uh, uh, expenses. Like I said to you earlier, Chair, in the presentation, is that this money that you are appropriating for us is not going to be used to cover our operational expenses. We keep our expenses below 8% of the premiums that we get. So we're able to get that from our uh, premium. So we call that cost to income ratio. And uh, fraudulent claims, what we have done there, our internal audit, as we are settling the claims, they are doing sampling of the claims and trying to proactively manage the risk of fraud. Is it a present? You know, in the private sector, we normally estimate that around 5% of your claims are, are fraudulent. You can imagine what 5% of 36 billion is going to be. So we are, we have put measures in place to proactively manage that risk, but it will still be there. What gives us comfort though is the value chain that we have. Normally fraud in insurance is people uh, claiming for something that has already been damaged. So, you know, your car has been in an accident, you didn't take insurance, and then you go and arrange insurance and then four months you claim for a vehicle that has already been damaged. But given the way we handle claims, is that we appoint people to go and assess, you know, the likelihood of that happening is, is small, but the risk is still there. Having said that, we do have a risk. If the people who go and assess are corrupt, we're then going to have a problem. So that's an area that uh, we are actively and proactively managing. The premium leakage one, Chair, I think that's just the new guy being exuberant into, into the job. I haven't identified it as yet and so on. So it's, it's, it's just exuberance of the new job in place. But given my private sector experience, what I'm saying is that there are other distribution channels in the industry, like underwriting agencies that SASRIA doesn't deal with. So what we will be doing is checking Anyone who sells insurance must be registered with an FSP. We're going to check if there are any FSPs that are not paying over the premiums. But really, it's just one of the things I've sort of flagged and I said I'm going to look at. I haven't found any as I speak to you. So with that said, I think I've covered all the questions that were asked. If I have missed any, uh, I would like the chair to direct me in that way. Deputy Chair, do you have something to add? Thanks, CEO. I think yeah, you answered most of the questions and I'm comfortable. Um, I think there was just one question that was asked uh, by uh, Matafa, and I think there were also a few other questions about CSI that I just wanted to address. So in terms of CSI, um, we have um, a presence also in rural areas. Um, just on, 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 uh, uh, Madam Konyane, your acronym, please uh, call it in full, CSI. Oh, okay. In terms of what we do for our societies, um, in terms of lifting the people that were previously disadvantaged, um, we do go to uh, rural communities and townships, um, and we have uh, programs in those areas. So uh, the CEO may not have shown them in the presentation, but we do have programs like um, helping schools to 
erect toilets. Um, um, as you know, there are some schools that still don't have a proper functioning toilet, so we have programs that do things like that. Um, and also, when you looked at the program that uh, the CEO showed, we have South African Actuaries Development Program. It helps us to develop um, actuaries that will then be able to add um, a more um, inclusive um, way of looking at the risks that we face as South Africans uh, and in insurance companies. So what we have seen there is also the participants of that program come from across the country, rural areas, townships, and also urban areas. So there has been an effort to also try and um, get everyone to be a beneficiary of SASRIA in as much as we possibly can. And even the new plan, uh, the strategy that the CEO and his team have come up with is also trying to do that. Um, and in terms of the question from Honorable Matafa, so where he was asking if it's sustainable for SASRIA to have only one shareholder, um, Given the many shocks, um, I think it is um, an interesting question in terms of, um, yes, uh, there will be major shocks. No one really wants to cover major shocks, and that's why they come to the state, uh, because the state is, you know, the protector of last resort, for lack of a better word, for all the citizens of the country. And so... Um, it would be a good conversation to have, uh, but also all state entities need to also play their part. Um, so right now, when we look at it, like as the CEO reiterated, we expected the security services to react faster than uh, what we saw on the ground. And so if that had happened, we wouldn't be worried so much about whether uh, the state being a shareholder or the sole shareholder, whether Sasria would be, you know, asking for more funds to be added to the state. But uh, given that as it may, there could have also been other extreme events um, that, you know, if it did go to different provinces, uh, something like this. Um, and so, yes, it would be a good idea to have those discussions um, with uh, National Treasury um, as our shareholder to be able to see would they want us to look at an alternative way of ownership of Sastria. But right now, uh, the state is the sole shareholder of Sastria. Thank you. I take it that's the, that's the last from your, your, your side, uh, uh, Deputy Chairperson. Uh, Thank you. Uh, honorable members, it's, it's very rare that we are having Sastria does anyone have a, a burning question before we let them go? Honorable Chair. Ibo. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I, I'm happy that they do have some programs in the rural areas, but uh, I wanted to, to give them other locations where I never saw them, so that the, the area is also touched. Thank you. Yes, I thank you. I I. I the, the point is taken, and, and I think in their response, they, they also agree that they haven't touched all the areas that ideally uh, they, 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 they must and they should uh, have those programs. Uh, any other honorable member who's beginning to say something? Okay. Uh, I, I think that, that, that uh, <clears throat> uh, Deputy Chair, uh, CO, <clears throat> 
you have correctly said that the brokers play a very important role in the in the value chain of your of of your of your business. Um, being in that sector, you know that uh, one of the challenges that this country have is the lack of transformation in the in the financial services sector. Uh, <clears throat> broadly speaking, um, broadly speaking, I know I may be ambushing you on that one. What do you see your role in the in the chain of uh, the financial services sector transformation? Just define your your your, your role as a main player in, in in that in that in that sector. I've just you have just you have just touched on the brokers. But uh, uh, on top of your head, if you haven't thought about it, but I'll be surprised if you haven't. But uh, uh, briefly share with us uh, uh, <clears throat> how do you define your role in that uh, a very important uh, uh, transform uh, transformation agenda of the financial services sector in our country? Before they come in, Chair, my apology. Can I can I raise this one? Yeah, please do. Thank you very much for understanding. Uh, I, I have an advice as to the time when it comes whereby they, they are going to develop black insurance program, if they can touch base with the traditional leaders in all the offices of the traditional leaders, that's where they will get these people and I'm sure they'll be able to touch base with them, especially when it comes to to this program whereby they will be developing in, in, in our black communities. Thank okay. you, Chairperson. Thank you, Robert Dihale. Um, can, I, can I have the, the response to the two issues which have been raised, um, Deputy Chair and the uh, CEO? Thank you, I'll just, um, just give a more strategic overview of it, and then the CEO will then come in to respond. Um, so as um, I think as Sasria, it is quite clear that um, we are uh, owned by the state. And so we need to um, reflect uh, the ambitions of our shareholder. Um, and what you have stated, uh, Chair, is uh, one of the ambitions of our shareholder, which is to ensure an inclusive society and part of an inclusive society for South Africa is to get um, everyone who wants to be, to have the opportunity to be economically active um, and to be able to prosper in South Africa. So what um, by design uh, the National Treasury has done is to select a board of shareholders, a board of uh, directors that reflects our society um, to ensure that um, we have uh, representation in terms of gender and also race and various occupations that would add value to um, Sasria and for Sasria then to be able to have those uh, debates um, at board level and then be able to operationalize that um, in the ongoing operations of the business through the CEO at the helm of the organization. So, as such, what we've done, um, and also as individual board members, is to get involved in those discussions. So you'll remember at some point we were reviewing uh, the financial sector um, bill um, and also looking at Twin Peaks to see um, how should we be regulating our um, insurance and financial services um, 
sector in South Africa. And one of the things that came up at that time was that we need to actually make it an imperative that transformation um, is in the act as well, uh, because previously it wasn't. And once that came into place, um, we were then able to influence um, not just um, Sastria, but make sure that all insurance companies uh, take transformation as a center of what they do and regulators can also then um, enforce transformation as well in different insurance companies. So that's one thing that um, we have been able to do as uh, individuals who sit on the board um, to make sure that we encourage transformation. Um, And then as a board, We've then been able to look at the sector, um, also informed by um, specialists within the industry to let us know that there are different professions that are critical skills that are not transformed. Um, And we needed to then make sure that we could um, assist that using the operations of SASRIA. And one of the things was the South African Actuaries Development Programme. Um, this was uh, funded um, using the reserves that Sasria had built up uh, during the apartheid years that because of our peaceful transition, we did not have um, the civil war that was um, expected to occur. And um, back then when the current president was chairperson of Sasria, uh, then that's when they used that money to fund um, the building of um, a group of uh, black actuaries that could then uh, be able to help transform um, our financial sector. Uh, The actuarial profession is quite critical in the insurance industry. Um, And um, I mean, it was very untransformed. Um, The first black actuary that we had was in the early 2000s. So it took a while even to start seeing um, you know, traction in that regard, and we still have very few um, in South Africa. Um, In terms of the money that we hold, um, so for a long time, we were quite profitable and we had reserves. um, And looking at the money that we were holding in reserves, um, we were conscious that um, we need to also assist Black investment or Black asset managers. And so in how we allocate funds, we were quite strategic in terms of um, making sure that we prioritize um, black asset managers um, in helping them to meet our requirements. Uh, So we've had incubator um, schemes where we help them and um, also in then giving them funds to invest on our behalf. Um, Like the CEO said, we need to also look at brokers. Um, But yeah, those are some of the things that we have looked at um, and that we are quite conscious needs to happen. Also in terms of the staff members of SASRIA, making sure that um, they are representative of the demographics of South Africa, including gender as well, not only race. And also we need to have people with disabilities um, because they're also part of our society. Um, In terms of... uh, Traditional leaders, I think it makes sense when you go to any area, um, you need to be able to understand protocol um, and manage all stakeholders involved. And when you go to areas that are led by different leaderships, if you want to make sure that um, you're successful, you need to then um, speak with 
the leadership there. So rural areas or areas that have uh, traditional leaders, we will then need to talk to the leadership to get that buy-in. Um, yeah, that's it from me. CEO, anything to yeah. add? Chair, honestly, there's very little that I can add to what the deputy chair has said, other than to say that uh, maybe two things. One, the leadership in the leadership of Sazria, transformation comes naturally, whether it's to, from, from the board way down into the exco, in the exco team. And then the second part is that we are quite deliberate about making sure that transformation happens. So we it, it, you know, we put the plans in place to ensure that uh, it, it happens in the manner that uh, the deputy chair has alluded to. Thank you, John. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Honorable Peters? Are you there, Honorable Peters? Okay. Um, <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I think this brings us to the end of the presentation by uh, Sasria. Uh, safe to say, uh, Deputy Chair, that the, the transformation issue should reside in the board and should be part of the KPAs of the, of the board and management. And it be very clear upfront exactly what targets you are setting yourselves to do in all the areas that you think that you are yeah, your, your attention. It shouldn't be an incidental thing. So I think uh, uh, next time we 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 engage. Um, <clears throat> next time we 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 engage, would 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 like to be taken through that uh, your strategy because if we don't do it as government institutions, uh, 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 God knows what happens to the to the private sector. So we sh we sh we should be the ones who who walk the talk. Uh, who are trailblazers as far as uh, the transformation of the sector is concerned. I think we note this, the, the, the steps and the things that you, you, you are taking uh, in, the, in that direction. Um, and uh, I think from our side, we'll, we'll, it will just be support, we'll, we'll support you on those, on those initi initiatives. It's very important, it's very important. But at the same time, and uh, say thank you very much uh, uh, to you for the presentation. Uh, that you have, you have you have made and the engagement that you have had with the with the with the, with the honourable uh, members, um, <clears throat> deputy chair, um, our, 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 I should have done this at the beginning um, uh, because in many instances people say, "What is appropriations doing?" Right, and why all of a sudden are we being called by appropriations, whereas in the past forty years or so we're just operating without being called by this committee. Uh, what we always say is that we deal with the budget, government budget. So what we always say, um, I, I like saying perhaps we're we are like the investment subcommittee of the board. So a subcommittee of, of, of parliament, which, which deals with the budget, in, in particular two bills, the division of revenue bill and the uh, appropriations bill, um, <clears throat> fiscal framework bill, and the taxes are dealt by the Standing Committee on Finance, and that's the committee again, which generally must report it on an ongoing basis. But once you start getting money from government, you become our client. So now we are getting so much money from us, we, we, you, you, you can't go through the net. Uh, we must definitely interact with your good selves. But we appreciate the, 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 the presentation, 
and uh, we wish, wish you well as, 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 as the company. But uh, uh, new CEO, we also wish you a soft landing. In the, it's, it's, it's a bad time to get into an organization uh, when you're having so many challenges. But at the same time, when you turn it around, you know that uh, it can uh, end up being a, a, a silver lining in a dark cloud. That I came with you guys, you were, for all intents and purposes, you were very in, 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 insolvent. Uh, your ratios were going the wrong directions. Now they're in the right direction. So uh, again, it's something that you can point at that uh, I, I came, if I were to use uh, football as, a, as, as, a, as, as a, an example, uh, that I think that's what my Nikola Teta would say, Asena, that I came here, uh, you were very far from the, from the Champions League spot. Now we are getting there and so on. So you can point to something. So look at that as, 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 as a positive. But uh, uh, thank you very much. And uh, we are definitely wishing well as you continue your business. So, yes, yes, yes. No, I was going to say thank, thank you, Chair. And I say you, you've gone through a lot of suffering with Arsenal like I have done. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, also, thank you, Chair. Uh, we hope not to be your clients uh, soon. Uh, we'd okay. rather not yeah, be your clients here on this committee. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am. Okay, honorable members, that takes care of that uh, uh, agenda item. I think the next agenda item for us is the, the, the minutes. Darren, the minutes of the 3rd of May, am I correct? Not a person is the minister of the fourth. Oh, the minister will tell you the yeah. The minister can we can we be excused now at this point? Yes, definitely you are. You are, you are definitely you are. Go and 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 pay out people are, who are claiming. All right. Uh, Thank you, Chair. Bye. Perfect. Thank you. Um honorable members, uh, the minutes of the fourth of, of May. Uh, 2022, they were circulated. Can I have the mover of for the adoption of the minutes? Matafa, I move chair. Matafa moves. Can I have a seconder? Honorable members. Honorable members. Kaiso seconds. <clears throat> Uh, Honorable Kaiso uh, seconds the, the adoption of the minutes. The minutes are, are, are duly adopted as the true reflection of the meeting that took place on the 4th of, of, of May 2022. Thank you, Honorable Members. That takes care of that agenda item. Um, the next agenda item is uh, announcements uh, coming from uh, uh, Darren. Do you have anything to announce? Chairperson, yes. Um, I received a late apology on behalf of Mr. Kwankwa for the meeting. Yeah. Okay. Let's, yes, let's, the next let's, the next meeting is next week, Tuesday. Uh, Department of Public Works and Infrastructure on the 2022 appropriation bill. Thank, thank you, Chair. Thank, thank you so much, uh, honourable members. Uh, from from my side, happy birthday, uh, uh, Comrade Zembo. Uh, may you live to see many, 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 many more. And uh, as a committee, we are quite privileged to. Uh, to share uh, <clears throat> this day with you and your inputs to this committee are highly appreciated. 
So happy birthday. Thank you so much, Chepese. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you. Honorable members, this brings us to the end of, 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 of the meeting. So the meeting is adjourned. Thank you very much, Chair. Okay. Happy birthday, Comrade Zembo. Happy birthday, Comrade uh, Zola. Happy birthday, Honorable Lenzana. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, at least Umashile, we are being a being a Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, colleagues. Um, so I'm leaving the meeting. Bye-bye. Bye, Jefferson. Bye, Chair.